You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I don't want to see anything. I don't want to see a dead body. Yeah. 100%. I don't, don't want to see a dead body. I want to eat sushi. <laughs> yeah. I want to see, see a dead, dead fish, fish <laughs> bro. On some rice and seaweed. <laughs> Welcome to 3 a.m. 3 a.m. 3 a.m. Where we discuss and dissect the supernatural. What's the scariest thing you've encountered? That's been one of our favorite questions for years. 3 a.m. is the result of asking this question over and over again. Stories we share are typically sourced from those we know, our listeners, or personal experience. The validity of which can be determined by you, the listener. While we might not have all the answers, we find the culture and lore surrounding paranormal events and unnatural occurrences fascinating. We hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy. I think we should just forego introductions. Just go into talking about whatever. This weekend I found out I will be a terrible father. Yeah, why? <laughs> I mean, we already knew <laughs> We could have told you, bro. Yeah. Uh, we were at the beach. I got a dog for the listeners out there. Golden Retriever, super cute. Her name's Lucy. She's awesome. We went to the beach. We took her to the ocean for the first time. It's the Portland beach. So it was cold, rainy. The waves were huge. And there was like sea foam everywhere. And the tide had gone out really far. So we like walked out to it. (laughs) And I'm near rocks. And all of a sudden I turn around and there's just a huge wave coming. And I was like, oh, (laughs) damn. And I jump up on rocks. (laughs) To save myself. And I was like, wait, I have a dog. And I look back and Lucy gets so swallowed up by the ocean. <laughs> but MJ was right there. So like the second the wave hit her, MJ like grabbed her by the collar, pulled her up and like pulled her out of this huge wave. <laughs> and I'm sitting up on the rock, super dry. And I was like, gosh, damn it. Like, <laughs> I'm an asshole, dude. <laughs> I felt so sad. I was like, wow, I'm really not there for my dog. <laughs> Just... Dad reflexes at an all-time low. <laughs> yeah, they were I always, I always called those uh, life lessons. <laughs> so maybe you would be a good dad, dude. Yeah, now I won't let it happen to again or to I a, was talking a about human. for them, not for you. They'll we, learn to get out of the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lucy will learn not to count on me. <laughs> anyway, that was humbling. It was hard to handle. How was your guys' week? Uh, it was good. Um, I learned about who's the captain in Pocahontas. I just read this. I was going to bring John it up. John Smith? No. Uh, uh, no. No, not, not John Smith. The dude he fights on the ship at the end. The asshole. 
with the dick dog. <laughs> I forgot his name. Me too. Yeah, I'll look it up real quick. <laughs> Wasn't he like governor? I legit like saw that and I was like, I should bring that up. John Ratcliffe. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Where did you see it? I don't know. I was like, wh- today while I was looking for stories and stuff, I just came up across it and oh, it might have been from an Ask Reddit. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the same thing? Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, John Ratcliffe in the movie, do you remember them sword fighting at the end? Savages, savages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roughly. And they're on the ship and John Smith defeats him and just pushes him off the boat <laughs> and they arrest him and take him off and that's the end of him that's the disney version right but the real life version <laughs> is the native americans the bohontan people skinned him alive with muscle shells and they did his whole body and they made sure to keep him alive the whole time they Damn. saved they saved his face for last <laughs> oh, shit. and after that they burned him at the stake Alive. Alive. Well, damn. Dude, getting burned on your regular skin hurts. <laughs> getting burned without skin. <laughs> not to mention not having skin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you see any other stuff on there? Oh, yeah, brother. Yeah. Let's, let's go over <laughs> some. It's funny. Yeah. Uh, DJ and I were both on Reddit separately, and I came across two Ask Reddits, and one of them was, what's your best not safe for work, work fact? And then one was, What's the one fact you learned that you wish you never knew? So I was like, naturally, I want to inflict this on our listeners. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I say we go over some. Well, um, my girlfriend earlier this week asked me, like, what are the random facts I knew? And I like, there's one that always comes to mind. And then I went on Reddit and found that was trending that day. Mm -hmm. So I was just like reading through all of them. Funny, dude. There's so many that are so funny. Some of them are sad. Some of them are sad. Some of them are shocking. Yeah. (laughs) Do you have any fun facts when people like ask you? I have so many random animal facts and people are like, where the hell do you? And I'm like, I don't know. We'll just spew them off. Uh, In average human lifetime, you produce enough saliva to fill an Olympic sized swimming pool. (laughs) That's like the first one that comes to my mind. Yeah. Every time. I remember you telling that one before. Okay. See. I have like. 15-minute material on duck penises and duck intercourse. (laughs) And cat penises and cat intercourse. And now gorilla penis. I know so many things about so many penises. Napoleon's penis. (laughs) Dude, uh, what's his name? Who's the Rasputin? Oh, yeah, yeah. Have you ever heard about that dude? Uh Uh-uh. Rasputin was, he was like a spiritual advisor to the Tsar of Russia back in the dark times. Yeah, Rasputin. (laughs) Anyway, he was like in black magic and stuff. And there were so many like myths about him. Like he didn't sleep. He didn't, you know, he could do spells, all this stuff. His dick was so long <laughs> that when he died, they kept it and put it in a jar. And it's like this long flaccid. <laughs> oh, but That's prob- a foot long for uh, the people listening. Those type of penises don't grow though. Dude, you don't, how, first of all, how do you know that? <laughs> because <laughs> I know some people. <laughs> no. <laughs> Some OnlyFans? Yeah. (laughs) No. But, I mean, okay, I'll take your word. I don't know. (laughs) It doesn't, at least, it doesn't make sense to me that it would grow longer than that. (laughs) It might grow in girth. (laughs) Either way, terrifying. Yeah. Nonetheless. (laughs) But, yeah, his wiener is in a jar somewhere in a museum. And you can Google it and look at it, and it's an ugly son of a bitch. uh, He he was a tyrant? 
No, he was like a spirit. Like he was like a witch doctor to the Tsar of Russia. Oh, yeah. yeah. Should have been a tyrant. He was just running around. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he had that hammer. Yeah. <laughs> Roll with the iron dick. <laughs> um, Napoleon, when he died, the doctor doing his autopsy cut off his penis and saved it. And somebody owns it today and they live in New Jersey. <laughs> Yeah, it's just some lady. There's no Napoleon's pi- dick there's, is just in New Jersey right she now. She said only ten people have ever seen it because she doesn't allow anybody to take pictures or videos of it. So there's a some journalist. I don't know if, if it's you like can call yourself that. <laughs> sure, we're journalists. <laughs> <Yeah. Not scared. laughs> he uh, is on the quest to find Napoleon's penis, oh. and he gets in, t- in contact with the woman. Um, story is her father got it at an auction. I can't remember if it was for three or 30,000. But when he passed away, that was like in his will, one of the things that he passed down to her. Dude, that's she has love. A, and she's like, yeah. It's like, for you, he's, get a dick. Yeah. yeah he's <laughs> like, I'm going to give you the D. And yeah. then he passed away. <laughs> um, but she's like 60, 70 years old. And they got in contact, the journalist and her. And she takes him down to her basement. The dick vault. Yeah. <laughs> And she opens up the chest, and it's in this little bag. Oh! And as she's taking the jar out of the bag, she says, Now, now, cameraman, turn around. <laughs> or they turn on or something, and uh, him and the, the journalist and she look at it together. But Well, damn. It's not wild. It is wild. And some for some reason, I want to know more now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Show us the D. What else? Uh, what else did you see? What are do you know what chainsaws were originally created for? No. They were originally invented for surgery and specifically delivering babies. The chainsaws were originally meant for surgeon for as a surgical instrument to aid in childbirth. No joke. Google it. Don't Google it, though. <laughs> Out there. For like a C-section? What? Dude, I don't. <laughs> no. Yeah. Dude, no. Big no. no. <laughs> that was one of them. One of them was uh, my dad and I both took DNA tests for fun and found out that we weren't related even 0%. <laughs> I'd be pissed if I was the dad, dude. <laughs> An octopus's penis is actually one of its tentacles. So if you're ever to touch like an octopus or have its tentacles around you, there are chances that you are groping its wiener. Or its wiener's groping you. Exactly. <laughs> That's funny. So it can give itself a good suck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and now we enter a dark place. Uh, viewer discretion is advised. Cockroaches can fly at five kilometers per hour. They can live three weeks without their head. They eventually die because of starvation. They have a main brain in their head and they have a more primitive brain near their abdomen. So they have two brains and if their head's gone, they're like, okay, we can still live. Cockroaches predate grass. They're older than grass. <laughs> the last one, there was more. Someone wrote something up. Aren't, is it true that cockroaches are the only animal species that would survive a nuclear... I feel like I've heard that somewhere, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how you would prove that, too. It's probably like a good bet. I bet crocodiles might have, alligators have a good chance. They turn into Godzilla. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, that's iguana. <laughs> <laughs> but if if a crocodile had that happen to him, it'd be even worse, dude. True. Think about that. You never think about that, do you? 
<laughs> okay. When you guys are eating pistachios, have you have you ever eaten a ton of pistachios? I've eaten a pistachio. I don't actually eat a whole lot of pistachios. Interesting. Have you ever like eaten a bag of pistachios? No. Every once in a while, you get a weird one, and it tastes weird. And I always just thought it was just like a derpy brother of the pistachios. You know what I mean? There's a reason why that pistachio tastes weird. <laughs> it tastes funny because a navel orange worm has died inside of it. So this bug right here, oh, while it's grub, like on dude. the tree or whatever, went inside and died. <laughs> <laughs> and people start sharing stories of them like cracking an uncracked pistachio and there being larva inside of it. Ew. And someone was like, dude, I just had a bag today and I had like six weird ones in a row. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, F you for telling me that. You're on the one that facts that you didn't want to know. Yes, right yeah. now. But I can okay. switch I over. <laughs> these are all new. I haven't heard. The, this is cool. Okay. I'll go more. Oh, this one's the saddest thing in the world. But it is topical because Christmas is coming up. Okay. Every year, thousands of children write to Santa. One of the most requested things children ask for in their Christmas list is a dad. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it was coming. Oh. That sucks. Not for them. Not just kidding. <laughs> You're right. That took me a second to catch up. Oh, it's so sad. A scary thing about rabies is once you start showing signs for rabies, you're already dead. You're past mm. saving. So if you ever get bit by a bat, you cannot F around. You have to go get a tetanus shot. Mm. It's like reverse corona. There was... You don't eat the bat. Uh, the bat oh my gosh. <laughs> well, that's how things used to be. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, there was like a, this guy went to a university and he said his whole school issued a warning and was like, there was a young woman on campus witnessed getting attacked by a bat. Like, we need to find her and make sure she goes to the hospital. And no one ever, like, she never revealed herself. No one ever, oh, she just kind of like disappeared. And they were like, okay. Well, she really disappeared. Went home and never woke up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's she in disappeared her dorm from Earth. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This one's really sad. If a child is kidnapped and isn't recovered within four hours, there's an 80% chance they're already dead. Yeah, we talked about this, or I talked about this recently with some people at work because all of our phones went off because of an Amber Alert. And we talked about, like, how, like how do they decide, like, what factors go into it? Hmm. Like, if they if do an like, Amber Alert or not? Yeah. yeah. Like, if you're a cuter kid, <laughs> do you get an Amber Alert? Or if, or you're if an they know the make kid? and model of the car? Yeah. Yeah. That's really sure. sad. Yeah. <laughs> like, this one's a four. Let's, uh, nah. yeah. <laughs> Save him a text. <laughs> oh, we have the next Macaulay Culkin. Send that Amber Alert. <laughs> Mr. President. No. These are depressing, dude. <laughs> I, I told you it's like what facts you knew that you regret. Do so. the, they're doing the not suited for work one. Okay, let's switch. Hold on. There was some other one. Oh, like this one. This is the last one I'll do. Uh, one of my worst nightmares. The fact that anesthesia doesn't always work. Yeah, that's true. My colleague donated one of his kidneys to his brother, and he experienced the entire operation. <laughs> he, but 
instead of cutting off the pain or his consciousness, all it did was just cut off his motor skills so he couldn't alert, he couldn't scream. He laid there paralyzed oh and experienced the entire operation. That's Well, awful. I mean, you think about it, there's a dude or a girl, an anesthesiologist who's there, and if they mess up in any way, you're that's dead. on you. Like, you're the one who's awake during your procedure. Oh, my gosh. So anyone out there who's going into surgery. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that in mind. <laughs> Yay. Uh, I've heard that happen not often, but I guess more often than it should. <laughs> it's Once come up in too conversation. Much. <laughs> uh, with like getting wisdom teeth pulled mm. or like dentist work, basically the numbing medicine didn't take effect or they didn't stick you in the right place. So you just feel everything. You just feel the drilling. and You had your wisdom teeth pulled out though, right? Me? Yeah. Yeah. So I still felt like the pressure and that was about it. Yeah, I I think that's how it's supposed to be. Like, if they do it right, you should feel just like pushing, but not like the pain. The zzz. oh yeah, <laughs> I never got my wisdom teeth out. Really? Yeah. Oh, you're screwed, dude. <laughs> well, perfect. <laughs> the longest lasting orgasm in mammals is from a domestic pig. It can last an average of thirty to ninety minutes. Well, damn. Bro, I knew there was a reason I always heard them pigs screaming at the okay. pig farm. <laughs> okay, I want to bring this up. I've talked about this with people and they've looked at me like I was crazy. Do you guys ever get sick balls? Sick balls? Like when you're sick, your balls feel and look different? Um, I can't maybe a little more I tender have. sometimes. You're like more, I mean, I sorry. I don't know, pliable. And like way like like buoyant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you going swimming? They're or just what? thinner. They're like, like hanging super lower and stuff. Yeah. So I've always said that. And like there's a lot of times I'm not even like really showing symptoms, but I'll like look at my balls or feel my balls and yeah. I'm just like, oh dude, I might be sick. Yeah, like feeling your a sickness barometer, dude. Kind <laughs> of. Feeling a little down, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just hanging low. Oh. So this is this guy he comes on here and he says, if you have the chills. But your nuts are hanging low. You have a fever. It's like a thing. Hmm. And then a bunch of people commented and they're like, bro, I've always thought like I could tell if I was sick by my balls being weird. <laughs> and I just felt so vilified. Or wait, no. Verified? No. Both, dude. What's the one where you are just like validated? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> it was a V word. Someone was like, it always gets really small when I'm sick. <laughs> and I'm thinking like, if you're always sick, then you're not sick. Like, <laughs> Someone needs to, to uh, just called, question, are you always sick? <laughs> Someone replied, I must be sick all the time then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about the koalas and the chlamydia. Mm, yep. Dude, the the World War One is explicit. So during World War One, STIs were really common. Mm-hmm. But soldiers would purposely try to get STIs. To get honorably discharged. Ooh. So they would transfer, like, whether it's, like, pus or, <gasps> oh. yeah, with a matchstick to each other just to avoid being in the trenches. Oh, my gosh. Is that crazy? We truly are blessed we, we <laughs> missed that time, don't you? <laughs> I've never considered <laughs> contracting an SD on purpose to get out of anything. Yeah. <laughs> what do we have to fight for? We're like, this burger has meat? <laughs> I want my meatless burger. Someone called me Folks with a K. Yeah. <laughs> That's so crazy, dude. Worth it, though. I, I suppose. I, 
I think so. I feel like back then, though, if you caught the clap, like you died. Now it's like, it's whatever. You could just take a pill and yeah, throw I guess it, like, it depends whatever. on yeah. the STI, dude. Yeah, somebody <laughs> commented a uh, discharge by discharge. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, let's roll. <laughs> Do you guys have anything else? Did you see the uh, Egyptians? No. This made me think of, do you remember when the Maori, the indigenous of New Zealand, when they went to war and they killed their opponent, how did they take their, quote unquote, like rival's power? Like eat their heart or something? That sounds... Not quite. In the same realm, though, of actual organs. (laughs) Is it tongue? Yeah, the tongue. Uh, It would cut out the tongue because the tongue is power. That's mm-hmm. like in the haka, they stick out their tongue. And the tongue is like your words, you know, everything mm-hmm. you've said, uh, your family name, everything. Yeah. But uh, when the Egyptians conquered Libya, Libya, you saw this then. Yeah. They, I can't remember, took the foreskin oh. of all of the inhabitants. How many was it? 13,000. Okay. <laughs> What are you going to do with 13,000? I don't know, dude. <laughs> Make cotton sheets. <laughs> dude, those are foreskin sheets. I mean, sheets, those are bro. cotton. <laughs> cotton balls. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, what do you even do with that? Make a robe? Uh, it's a dope-ass robe? Yeah. <laughs> a dick-ass robe. Yeah. I was trying to think of a pun for four skin. <laughs> Didn't come. Um. <laughs> Yikes. Anymore? Guys, this has been weird facts that you can't unhear <laughs> with 3 a.m. We're not sorry. Yeah. Uh, it's Christmas season, officially. Hey. Thanksgiving is over. All the people complaining about Christmas music and decorations can <laughs> just live now. They can yeah. keep complaining about the Christmas music. Was so I'll great. find something else to <laughs> complain about, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Um, did you know the, sorry, I'm continuing with facts. <laughs> we leave cookies out for Santa, right? Mm-hmm. That came from the great depression because they didn't have anything to give to their children. So they had the little food that they had. I don't know how this worked. They decided to not give it to their children. They gave it to Santa instead. <laughs> they wanted to enforce the spirit of giving rather than receiving in a time ah. where they couldn't. We've fallen so far. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, really I like, I want to drown, mom. <laughs> <laughs> you bitch. What was your favorite Christmas present you received as a kid? Dude, the N64 changed my life. I think the N64 too. Oh, man. And the Xbox 360. I can remember it so vividly. Yeah. And my parents didn't really understand like game rating. So they bought everything. Yeah. Anything. Like the bad, like Turok. Yeah. And it's so bloody. And I was 9 or 10 or 11, and I was like, holy shit. (laughs) I mean, you played Mortal Kombat, too. Oh, yeah. It was so good. Quan Chi, I'll whip your ass. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Sean? Sorry, Mom. I can't remember a single present I've been given while I was growing up. (laughs) I was like, I got a nice button-up tee. (laughs) I'm sure I did. I know I got socks, dude. (laughs) But I can't remember anything else. Moving on. Wait, uh, let's double down on this, dude. <laughs> was there ever a gift you was there ever a gift that you got that <laughs> you hated? That you hated? <laughs> Ultimate privilege? No. Oh yeah, me neither. <laughs> I was Tell just us. happy to get something, dude. <laughs> Not really, dude. Not that I can think of. Oh, wait, I, there is. Okay. Sorry, mom. I love you so much. I hate acts 
body spray. <laughs> I hate Axe body spray. I hate Axe shampoo. I just hate it. <laughs> and there was like three years in a row my mom got me Axe. And after like two years, I remember telling her specifically like, I love you so much. I just, I don't love Axe, you know. Yeah. So I'm out on my mission. I'm out in the, the jungles of Australia. I get like one letter a year. My mom sends me a Christmas present and I'm like, yes. I unwrap it and it's an Axe, like body spray, Axe <laughs> soap. And I just look at it and I'm like, gosh, damn it. <laughs> I gave it to someone else like right away. I love you, mom. <laughs> it's the thought that counts. I'm such an asshole. You know who else uses Axe, dude? The, who? I think Kevin, dude. Oh, he does. He does. I remember giving him shit for it. All right, make me look better, DJ. Okay. Some might say I'm justifying this, and I am. <laughs> I can think of two. <laughs> one of one of them is consistent like yours, how you got axed like a few times. Um, I'm sorry, mom. I love you too. But uh, she likes to still buy us shirts from like Walmart when she herself doesn't shop at Walmart. <laughs> it's like she knowingly, <laughs> I don't know, dude. I'm going to test my son's it's loyalty. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think it was like two Christmases ago. She gave me like a shirt with like the Kool-Aid man on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh I don't yeah know, dude. It's just like <laughs> i'm almost 30 yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. um the second one this is going a little deeper but i remember christmas was coming i think i was like nine ten and we were at toys r us and we're walking around and they said what do you, what do you want you know so we're in the bike section Ooh, that's such a big yeah yeah hey nine-year-old what do you want? I said, oh. Yeah, I said, I want a bike. And they said, okay, let's go look at the bikes. Show me the one that you want. So we're in the bike section, and I see the one that I want. It's a mongoose. Damn. Hell yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's white. It's so sleek, dude. Oh, I bet. Um, It's got the pegs on it. Yeah, brother. Because I'm going to grind everywhere or something. Because <laughs> oh, I'm freaking, good at BMX. That's that, like. For uh, packing and whatnot. Just for kids, dude. Yeah, you yeah. could, like, yeah, yeah, cruise true. around town. It's yeah. true. Um, I'm like, okay, good. And uh, my mom or my dad go and talk to adolescent the, Uber. Sorry, talk to one of the the toy associates, um, to put it on reserve. So I'm like, oh, like I've never gotten this before. This is the first time I've ever gotten it. And since then, I think it's like the only time because <laughs> I think they know how I felt afterwards. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Christmas morning comes and I'm super excited. And you always wake up early on Christmas morning. I feel like at least we did. And I'm going downstairs, and I could see the tire of the bike as I'm going downstairs. And then I see more of it, and it's not the same bike. It's like this mustard yellow bike. Okay. And the spokes of the tires are the ones where it looks like Mercedes-Benz. You know the three? Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, You're justified. <laughs> I was like... I felt like actual pain <laughs> as a nine-year-old. I was like, this is not the bike that yeah. I want. In fact, this is like the worst one. <laughs> this is the one everyone laughs at. This Happy Meal ass toy yeah. ass bike. <laughs> Literally the bike where if you took to school, people would flame you yeah. for it. You would try to get it stolen. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't. <laughs> Please take my bike. Everyone's like, oh, no. So you just lit the house on fire or something? Yeah. <laughs> no, but no. That kind of reminds me, I wanted to get into skateboarding when I was 11. I saved up like as much money as I could to like pay for half the board. My mom bought me the board, but it was one of those completes that come from Walmart. So it's basically like cardboard. When you spin (laughs) the wheels, it goes, 
and it turns like this much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Piece of shitboard. <laughs> and I, I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, it's it's okay. It's fine. And I took it to the skate park, and within 10 minutes, someone said, this board f***ing sucks. <laughs> I remember being like, damn it. I was so sad. I remember I wanted a, a ripstick super bad. Was it ripstick or razor? Well, razors were the scooters. Ripstick were like the... Never mind. The razor. The hula thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember I wanted a razor super bad. And people like upgraded them. Got like the light up wheels and Hell everything. Yeah, yeah. And I remember my parents saying, no, it's too expensive. It's too expensive. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. And finally one day they're like, let's go get a scooter. I'm like, hell yes. <laughs> now you're talking my language. <laughs> and <laughs> we're driving towards Toys R Us. <laughs> <laughs> we passed Toys R Us. <laughs> Where the fuck are we going? Uh oh. Uh oh. We go to uh, Safeway, the grocery store. <laughs> are we grabbing a snack first? Are you? Are you? I'm like, okay, Dad? okay. We're getting dinner. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll surely go back to Toys R Us <laughs> on the way home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't buy on that on a hungry, empty stomach. Oh, I get it, mom. I get it, mom. You slick, mom. <laughs> and we don't buy any groceries i'm like well what are we doing here <laughs> and they grab the knockoff scooter that's at the cash register oh, <laughs> like, like right above the packs of gum no. <laughs> i went home and swung that thing around so it hit my ankle <laughs> sacrifice <Yeah>. yourself <laughs> you did this <laughs> And it didn't hurt yeah, because it was too poor. <laughs> Your ankle hurt it. Yeah, not having a real scooter hurt more. So. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Such an ungrateful piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Oh. I'll never do that to my kids. <laughs> Just kidding. I'll show you. I left, I left my dog to drown in the ocean. <laughs> Couldn't gift it life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Let's get busy. Anyway, if you want to buy us gifts out there, <laughs> feel free. <laughs> Just make sure it's the ones we want. Oh, the whole bike thing, that's pretty understandable. Like, you picked out the GD bike. Yeah, <laughs> they like so le- rude of They like led me along. You and- want this one? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> probably yeah, already okay. had the other bike. Give us dude. that <laughs> shitty fucking one over there. <laughs> that's kind of intentional the at that point. eating grin on their face <laughs> yeah. as they're talking to the associate. <laughs> looking at me. you want. <laughs> Which is your worst bike here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's the ones you're trying to get rid of? <laughs> Where are the ones on clearance? Yeah. <laughs> They're all Safeway. Yeah. <laughs> That's where they got the idea. Goodness. I hated opening presents in front of people. Because I don't, I can't act. I hate it when people are like, wow, thanks, mom. Yeah. I was like, I refuse to do that. Yeah. So I, I like, I kind of wanted to, sometimes I'd put like a blanket over me even and like open them kind of, <laughs> kind of get the initial shock over and then be like, this is awesome. I really appreciate it. <laughs> this is great, mom. Yeah. Thank you. Where's the next one? And back in. I'd watch some of my siblings who will remain nameless, but I was like, y'all are fake asses out here, bro. <laughs> Kiss ass. I just couldn't do it. You remember that Vine video of the kid who opens his present? It's like, an avocado. Yeah, or a banana. Thanks. That's <laughs> how I open presents. <laughs> oh, there's the one with the kid opening the present and there, it's a banana. Oh, he's, and he's so excited, stoked. dude. I need to be that. Yeah. 
Never I, will. <laughs> I'll work towards uh, it. I'll try. That kid's four. <laughs> so. uh, yeah, dude. I kind of want to test my kids and just be like, we couldn't get Christmas this year and how they react. And, and if they're like little shitheads, I will like then for the lift the garage and just burn their toys. Next 18 years, <laughs> we couldn't afford Christmas. Wait, in your house? <laughs> is this a confession you're making? No. Oh. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> Oh, sorry, Sean. <laughs> I do remember we always got oranges in our stockings. I got those too. And moon pies. I still get a moon pie every Christmas. Cool. Well, do you have any tr- Christmas traditions or your family? I guess not now because we're all. We do a Christmas jar. So every year we'll save up all of our coins and put it in a jar and then go take it to somebody. It's nice. Yeah. That's like a good chunk of change. It's surprising. Could oh, be like yeah. 500 we have bucks. like a mm-hmm. fat jar and we'd always like ding dong ditch them like all cloak and dagger. So it was my favorite. That's fun. Yeah. I like that. You ever wish that one of those times they gave it to you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I seen that jar a couple times and they're like, I kind of need that circles around and goes and grabs it. <laughs> like knock on the door, Sean, he's all, oh, I had to run in the back because I heard them coming. Just <laughs> press right by the doorbell. <laughs> Sean's like, like the oh. actual door. <laughs> Sean's like, I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Runs back to the cross town <laughs> and steals the Jeffrey's jar. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> he like says it out loud. Ding dong. <laughs> Do you remember when? Sorry, Sean, we were roasting us. Fire, fire, fire. Uh, what was our smoke alarm? Oh, good. Uh, Sean, you're a good sport, dude. I have a hard time getting roasted too hard, but I have no problem roasting someone to death. So I need to work on that. Dude, I feel like that's part of the podcast. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, y'all low-key roasted me by posting my birthday thing like two weeks <laughs> late. <laughs> I know. I was like, this is so mean, but I have to do it. <laughs> like, happy birthday. Uh, I'm so sorry. I like prepped y'all a month before too. <laughs> I know. And that was like the episode coming out that I was like, oh my gosh, it's almost like too perfect, but it's really mean. I texted DJ. I was like, I hope that wasn't enough. He's like, no, it was really cool. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, I can't tell. No, I no, I wasn't mad or sad at any point. I promise you. <laughs> I viewed it as more funny than anything. I really did. <sighs> dude, you got a hella happy birthdays. It's true, dude. Now people will know your birthday. People come to your party next time. Next time. We should have a party still. Nah. Okay. <laughs> I made this whole thing where I was like, I think I'm ready to have a <laughs> And you can listen to it on the 3 p.m. Right. And then... That's why it was so funny because like I released that episode right after I posted that. <laughs> it came down to like planning the party. Wasn't Mal texting you yeah. about like, what did she tell you? She's like, he, he won't make up his mind for the night. I'll let you know as soon as I can. Yeah. And I was like, all right, anything we need. <laughs> and we ended up not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, damn it. I I was like, I'm still down to do I it. I think we just went to your house and watched a movie. Yeah. And then we went to dinner with your parents. So shitty. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's true. Oh, things never change. I'm still ungrateful. <laughs> Thank goodness Thanksgiving is over. Yeah. I'm yeah. sick of giving things. <laughs> no more hashtag give thanks. 
You guys got anything else? Well, the monolith. <laughs> the we monolith. need something for everyone. The, next. the monolith. Everyone has probably heard about this. If you haven't, I was trying to keep it a secret from you guys, but we literally got sent it four hundred times. Yeah, no, and I saw it on Joe Rogan it was, when he posted. I mean, it was ever on social media. At first, it was like I thought this it would is be still able to obscure. Be, yeah, I can bring this up later. Yeah, but then it was impossible. Yeah. Um, what do you think? So explain it real quick. It's just like a. It's probably like 15 feet tall, metal monolith out in the middle of Utah desert. So someone was flying. They were doing some sort of, res- I don't know, park reserve work. They were counting sheep. Yeah. And the pilot sees something odd in the desert. So they go and investigate. And like Sean said, there's this 15 foot high, weird triangle monolith in the middle of remote nowhere. Southern Utah. It's red rock. So this polished steel erection. <laughs> Is sticking out hard. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And so they fly down. They check it out. What the hell is this? Yeah. They don't know. They try to keep it under wraps. I don't know exactly how the news broke to the world, (laughs) but it did. Joe probably helped. Joe Rogan. Probably. Probably. Uh, There's two subreddits for it, for finding the monolith. Oh, because you didn't reveal, but it's gone. All of a sudden, it's missing. Oh, yeah. I was going to say people ended up finding it on their own. Oh, okay. And taking pictures, just visiting it. It's like not in a hiking trail, you know? It's just in a random place, Mm -hmm. stuck in the ground. But now it's gone. Someone stole it. Someone probably put it there, too. Some rando just playing a joke. Yep. Well, maybe. That's yeah. my opinion. It, it definitely, I saw a guy like break it down. It looks like it was installed and they went down over how it was installed. A friend of the podcast, Travis Levitt, our good friend, he, his uncle is the pilot who spotted it. Wow. And he said that he's been approached by like four or five b- big podcasts to be interviewed and stuff. I was like, bro, tell him to come on ours. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, for sure, I'll tell him. But he said he's the busiest guy in the world. So I was like, all right, it's not that important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a four-minute conversation. <laughs> and you saw it? And you went to it? How did you feel? Great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway. Damn. Do you think the original people took it or the park people took it or some random people took it for themselves? I bet random. My money's on random. My money's on that too. Well, like, I thought government, dude. <gasps> Yeah. They always doing stuff, bro. <laughs> Ain't trust nobody. I wonder if there were like park rangers stationed there throughout, like to make sure nobody was messing with it. Yeah, but that takes one person with the badge say, Oh, I'm covering you this next hour. Mm. It's gone. I guess. Goes all the way to the top. Hmm. Who knows? If you guys hear anything, let us know. <laughs> I have been watching a lot of X Files though, so that <laughs> could be it. <laughs> Sean's balls deep. Nothing else for me. Nothing else for me. Same. Let's do this. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. I have benefited from therapy in a way that it's allowed me to feel a lot more light, lightness in my heart my head, my emotions. If that's something that you are needing, if that's something that's missing, uh, give therapy a try. Give BetterHelp a try. Uh, We want to hook you up. Um, 
by getting it off your chest uh, and it be a little lighter on the wallet, uh, go ahead and visit betterhelp.com slash 3am and you can get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 3am. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. So for the roll, Charlie rolls and gets a 12. DJ, 10. Sean, 5. So the order is Charlie, DJ, Sean. Let's get it. So for me tonight, we are going to Texas. Specifically, a quiet, small suburb of Salina, Texas. And this is February 27th, 1994. So police receive a 911 call. Hell yeah. Hello, 911 operator. What's your emergency? The line, silent. Hello, anyone there? What's your emergency? Silence. So they track where it's coming from. Try to get them to talk. They're not answering, but the line, the connection won't break. And they say, okay, it's coming from this house. They are going to send dispatch. They send police. Police arrive to the home. Knock on the door. No answers. Police, we're coming in. Break down the door. And it's like in a quiet suburb. Normal houses everywhere. But when they kick the door in, they immediately feel like it's an abandoned house. There's a thick amount of dust in the air. The house is a mess. It's a wreck. And they move into the house. It's dark, moving through all the rooms, and it's empty, except for one room. They open the room, and it's clearly the room of a small child, and it's immaculate. No dust. Everything's perfect and pristine. And the cops move in the room, and they sweep, and in the corner of the room, they see a woman sitting in a rocking chair. She's dressed in a white gown, she has house slippers on, and she's clutching something to her chest. And she appears to have been dead for at least a month. Whoa. That's traumatizing for the cop. Keep going. House is empty, but a phone call came from the house. Mm. This lady's dead. And that's not even the weirdest thing that's in the room. There's something in the middle of the floor that throws all the cops off. And I will be finishing it on Patreon. Fuck. That's rude, <laughs> that dude. It is rude, dude. That's super rude. <laughs> you gave our listeners, what, 30 seconds? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Who is she? What's going on? What the hell's in the middle of the floor? What the hell's in the middle of the floor? If you want to call. Who called? Yeah. Don't get me started. If you want to know, head over to patreon.com slash the 3 a.m. pod. After a year and a half, baby, <laughs> I got it down. Where you can hear the rest of the story. So real quick, let's back up. Who is she? What, what family is this? 
It's the Mabel family. So this family. <laughs> and we're back. You guys missed. You missed out on some serious blue balls. <laughs> if you're into that. <laughs> Dang, I just want to know so bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just want to know. Truth is out there, dude. Mm. That's me. That's you? Yeah. That's it? That's it. Okay. Bro. Z. <laughs> I'm hyped for this story. I think you might have heard about this before. So about eight years ago, we're still in Texas. <sighs> we're in the city of Dallas. And there's this renowned hotel called Hotel Zaza. Hmm. Do you know about this? That, no, but that name is yeah. no bueno. Actually, I do know about this, but... Yeah. Okay. Wait, do you know the details? Kind of. Okay. You can help me as it, I go along, but... It's been a while, so I don't think... I can. Hotel Zaza. High-end, four-star hotel. They have multiple locations throughout Texas, from Dallas to Houston. Houston's one of their main ones. It's been around for a while. And one of the big things they're known for, if not the biggest, is their themed rooms. So they have all these bougie suites. There's like a safari-themed room, a space-themed room with like astronauts and NASA gear inside. It's Houston, you know. All these different themed rooms. Uh, there's even like a BDSM room. Perfect. So, very accommodating. You yeah. Know? <laughs> I'm going to need a litter box <laughs> yeah. and a yiffin pile. <laughs> um, okay. Again, eight years ago. Somebody posts on the Houston subreddit talking about how they frequent this hotel with their business, with business trips. They always book at this hotel. They've had good experiences there. So they go back for this particular trip. And one of his colleagues gets a room. And this isn't their first time there, you know, or the colleague's first time there. And immediately the colleague felt that this room was different from any of the others that he stayed in. What was the theme? Great question. That's the entire premise of this story. What is the theme? What is the theme? So this is the colleague's experience. He walks in, opens the door, and he notices so many things that are different and abnormal. For one, this room was one-third the size of any of the other rooms that he's ever had. He's thinking, okay, maybe it's a downgrade. You know? <laughs> Maybe I haven't been doing good at my job. Yeah. Um, there are too many things to be accounted for where that's not it. The bed is chained to the wall. There's various paintings in the room that are off-putting. Paintings of faces and figures. Uh, like gruesome and stuff, right? Not exactly. It's more like a surrealist style. Like if you think of like Salvador Dali, like how all the clocks are melting so that like surrealist style paintings, like the faces are like the screaming man mm, kind of thing. Like, yeah. I don't know. You, you kind of don't want just that in your hotel it away. room. Yeah. You know, just uncomfortable. He wants a bowl of fruit or a nice vista. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a Montana. Um, there's a weird portrait, like an actual portrait photograph of this old man in the room. And it's sitting high up on the wall. He said there's furniture blocking the TV like partially blocking the TV. Before setting his stuff down, he decides to go back to the front desk and inquire about his room to see if he can get a different one. You know, I'm happy to pay out of pocket, whatever. I just don't like the feel of this room. Makes sense. So he goes to the front desk 
And he says, hi, I'm in room 322. And the clerk, looking down at the computer, hears 322 and jolts up and says, that room's not supposed to be rented. And immediately creates accommodations for another room. Fortunately, before he came down, he snapped pictures of this room. And it's strange. Didn't immediately they were like, we'll get you out. We'll get you in a new room. Here you mm-hmm. go. We're so sorry. And that was the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. That was the end of it for him. You know. Um, so lucky he took those photos. Yeah. He took those photos. Uh, and you can see everything that he described. Uh, the room is pretty small. And you can see other themed rooms and they're big. You know, it's a it's a bougie, like the themed rooms especially are super bougie. That's apparently where they stayed every time they stayed there. You can see that smaller than normal. It's dimly lit. You can see the picture of the old man who they end up identifying. There's a big painting of a skull, the surrealist paintings, the chain bed, and two more things that he didn't mention when telling this. It was just in the pictures. One, there's no carpet. It's all concrete floor. And two, a large mirror right by the bed. You ready to see these pictures? Yes, Yes, sir. Oh, no. Ew. I don't like that. Wait, wait. Hold on. What's that YouTuber? Like, she's super huge. Oh, Miranda Miranda Sings. Sings. (laughs) It looks like Miranda (laughs) Sings in a... Like Miranda Sang. (laughs) (laughs) Bravo. Joe Brogan. (laughs) Yeah, not inviting. There's a picture of the old man. Weird. Yeah. To say the least. And that lamp is right in front of the TV. Oh, that mirror. That's not bad. I mean, it's better than my better than my bed. (laughs) (laughs) What's this dude complaining about? Oh, Oh, yeah. That's weird. That's a factory floor, bro. You know, you walk in and this isn't not like this. What theme even is this? (laughs) You know? Torture, bro. I don't know. It's strange. So unsettling. Mm. Up until that point, the only other time that there was a an accounting of someone staying in this room was this uh, author traveling to Houston. Uh, her name's Hillary Davidson. And she wrote in her blog, and this was a year before colleague guy is staying there with his work. Hillary said, when I checked into Houston's Hotel Zaza at midnight on Thursday night, there was some confusion. My first room was a themed room known as the Hard Times room. The skull was on the wall a few minutes after I got there. Front desk called up and said they had to move me. The people at the front desk were deeply upset at the thought of me being stuck in this room. I told them I was actually a crime writer but they insisted on moving me to a swanky room. So that was the only other experience. The feeling you definitely get is like this. Anyone's put in there is kind of by accident. And right when the staff realized, they're like, get them the hell out of there. Why does the room exist? Interesting. Why does it exist? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, she was the first one that we know of that's documented, you know, at least mm-hmm. online. The second one was the Redditor posting about his colleague on the Houston subreddit. Mm-hmm. To finish his story off, He's writing about this. He said his colleague, uh, he has all the pictures, moved him to a different room, and that was it. And he said, does anyone know what's up with this room? You know, any of you people from Houston, have you stayed here? Do you know anything about it? And the post gains traction. Somebody reaches out to this Redditor, and the person who reached out 
has a brand new account and on Reddit, you can see the person's Reddit age, mm -hmm. how long they've had the account for and it's public for everyone. And the person had just created it. So most likely to have this interaction anonymously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because there's no post or comment history. So the Redditor or OP, original poster, OP goes back and edits his posts. Usually people edit their posts. When they edit, they just add like their additional anecdote at the bottom. Mm -hmm. uh, especially in stories like this where there could be updates. So he adds an edit saying that the Houston Press had, uh, newspaper had heard of this and they did a whole article on it. He adds another edit and says, all of the rooms, all of the themed rooms are on the website for you to reserve. He said, this is the one that's not on the website. And then his final edit, he writes, and to the very new Redditor offering me a bounty to delete this thread, I'll totally do it because cash is cash, but I don't want to die either. So let's do this publicly. I'm posting your message you sent to me and we can meet at the Monarch Bar next week. I'll be in town on Monday and we'll update this thread when I get to Monarch so we can meet. And he posts a link to the screenshot of the offer, which has since expired. And his thread was deleted. So if we follow the logic of his update, he met with the person. Was murdered. <laughs> Not yet, because he had to have deleted the post. So he deleted it and then was murdered. Deleted it and then was murdered. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts so far? I want to go... The very name of the hotel is problematic. I remember when I read the name of the hotel. Zaza. Z-A-Z-A. It's not quite okay. what we talked about in a previous. On a previous episode, we talked about one of. The most common entity ever in encountered in Ouija is a, an entity known as Zaza or Zozo. Z -A. I thought it was the latter. No, it's interchangeable. Is it? Yeah. It's mm. like the most common. I thought that was the name of the bird in Lion King. That's Zazu. Zazu. Okay, that's right. Don't get that. Yeah, don't get it. Don't twisted, get twisted. Bro. <laughs> no, dude. That is like that. It's Zaza or Zozo. Interesting. Is the demon that people most frequently so first of interact all, with. Not staying there. <laughs> but it's so weird that they're named that. I feel like that's not an accident, especially with this, the existence of this room. Yeah. And it's so sketch that like all of the people working there are still like oh you're not supposed to be in there but no one's saying anything bro do you know who the old man is yes the old man in the photograph i don't want like defamation here because here i'll, I'll explain that bit um it's a name it's a guy named jay como so in the picture and we'll post this all to instagram so you guys can see uh but he's like a i don't know 70 year old man he has white all white hair it was um, like a normal business dude or something. Yep. Yeah. And the picture, the portrait is just like a business portrait, white background, almost like a passport photo. And he's wearing like a suit, business suit. Mm -hmm. Jay Como and the biggest news on him. Well, he's a prominent Houston businessman. But the biggest news on him is that a f like a few years prior to this man staying at the hotel, he was indicted by the SEC for like a Ponzi scheme. Mm -hmm. It was like in... 2010 or something like that allegedly supposedly yeah so other than that he was known as like a charitable man like there's like his name is kind of around the city for donating money to certain foundations his name's on benches whatever 
that's the only thing they know about him. Odd. Weird. Like, even though, even if he's not, I don't know, an evil man, like, why would you have his picture up there, you know? Yeah, yeah. Room, what's it called? 322. Yeah. Room 322, the number 322. Oh, gosh. If you go to, and Redditors pointed this out, the Skull and Bones (gasps) Wikipedia page says, Skull and Bones, also known as the Order, the Brotherhood of Death, or Order 322. Wow. (laughs) So it's like they have the people are trying to like, people are always trying to connect the dots. And you can connect anything if you try hard enough. Yeah. Um, But it is odd. It is odd. With the painting of the skull and then the number. Oh, I didn't even think that. Yeah. Yeah. But what about all the other paintings or the concrete floor? I don't know. Strange. I don't know. I think. So I came across this story like a year ago, and so my memory is insanely fuzzy. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I read somewhere that the owner of the hotel, whenever he visits that, he stays in that room. I didn't come across anything like huh. that. Not saying you're wrong, but totally. I found this story last night. So I only had a day to really go over this. Uh-huh. But everything was everything's been quiet until a year ago. <sighs> A YouTuber by the name of Night Docs posts online. He posts a Reddit thread. He says, you know what? I live in Houston and I've got nothing going on this weekend. So I called the hotel a moment ago and asked if I could book this specific room for this Friday. Specifically room 322, known as Hard Times. Sure enough, they were more than happy to book me the room. Albeit, they seem genuinely shocked anyone would call wanting to stay in that specific room. I asked about the room, and here's what I discovered so far. One, the room is very much available to rent, but it's probably their least popular room, and it's considered a last-to-book room, meaning it's one they typically only fill when the rest of the hotel is booked solid. I found this particularly interesting, considering all the buzz on the internet about this room. And the fact that it's a hotel, so they're trying to sell rooms. Yeah. You know. Two, the guy I spoke to had no idea why it still isn't listed on the site as a themed room. Only that the owners like it for some reason and don't want to get rid of it. He said he thinks they like the quirkiness of it. So if I book right now, it'll be 250 for one night this Friday. If I do it, does anyone have any interest in following my updates? And... Just like that. Shoots to the top of the the subreddit, Unsolved Mystery subreddit. Whoa. Everyone's saying, yes, go, please. Even Redditors from Houston are like, yes, we'll meet up with you. Like if you want to go grab a drink or something, um, hang out, talk, whatever. Boys, I want to do something like that so bad. (laughs) (laughs) No, I hear you. Um, And he goes, and he has a whole YouTube video about it. Is it worth watching? How long? Uh, 20 minutes. 20 to 25 minutes because he explains the whole backstory the first half and all the findings and then the last half is his experience so you go to this hotel room what are you doing like me personally mm-hmm. making Both sure everything's there that that was talked about mm-hmm. uh looking for bugs looking for anything else that like might not be so readily discovered i'm covering the mirror why because it could be a see-through Two-way? Two-way, yeah, yeah. And I'm taking down the paintings. 
What if you find that they are secured to the wall? Cover them. Okay. Pillowcase. Cool. So you're Do coming you for sleep. <laughs> I mean, I don't sleep anyway. <laughs> Someone like three doors down drops a pillow in the middle of the night. I wake up. Oh. So you're staying awake the whole night? <laughs> Probably. Okay. These are all things that I've also considered. But as you watch the YouTube video, the one that he latches onto most is the mirror. He arrives to the room, slides his card in, opens it up, and it's the exact same thing. In fact, this time it's a little bit more. He said there's an addition that wasn't in the pictures previous. It was, he said it's weird because on the phone they said, you know, over the years, like, people have hit them up. Uh, the press and journalists and YouTubers like him to find out more about this room. So on the phone, he was told that there were changes made to tone down the, the creepiness of it, uh, including taking down some of the paintings. When he got there, all of the paintings that were pictured previously are still there. And there's an additional one, which I don't have the picture now, but it's a portrait of a man sitting in an electric chair. Okay. Oh. So like upping the Annie yeah. of creepiness. <laughs> 100%. The opposite of what he was told on the phone. What the hell? <laughs> so he gets there. He's late to meeting up with... Uh, the other fellow redditors at the bar. So just a quick like tour of the room, drops his bags off and then he leaves, uh, goes to the bar. Nobody ends up showing up. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he comes back a few hours later and he starts to investigate. And this is what I'm kind of upset about because the only thing, at least in the video, the only thing that he investigates is the mirror. Doesn't investigate anything else. But the mirror, he does three tests, the touch test, if you if it's a two-way mirror, your fingers should touch each like other. If you put your finger right up to the glass, mm -hmm. put it against the glass. The reflection should touch instead of have the there'll little There'll be gap. no gap. Yeah. yeah. That's if it's a two-way? Yep. Okay. If it's a regular mirror, you'll see a gap in between. Mm -hmm. Touches it, there is a gap. Okay. He says, that's not a final answer because sometimes people put a sheet of glass first and then the two-way mirror. Mm. So the next thing that he does is he knocks all over to try and find a hollow point. Can't find anything. He's like, okay. Third thing, I shine a flashlight to see if I can see through to the other side. Nothing. Zero transparency. It's, it seems like a regular mirror. Mm -hmm. So he says in his video, I'm willing to bet my life that this isn't a two-way mirror. I feel perfectly fine sleeping here tonight. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> I wanted him to check for bugs. I wanted him to check in the vents. I wanted him to check under the furniture, behind the paintings, take the paintings down. Yeah. You know. Bad investigative work, bro. <laughs> no hate, but I, I wish there was a little bit more. I mean, that's what he's there for. Yeah. yeah. You know? Leave nothing unturned, dude. Yeah. Weird. He goes to sleep. He only has one night there. Oh. He wakes up. He had an uneventful night. Slept like a baby. And he's about to leave. Well, he is leaving. He walks out the room with his luggage and out the room, turns left and notices something he didn't notice from before. The next room over on the card, it's not a hotel number room. It says hotel staff. And it's in the middle of a bunch of rooms. It's like, okay, maybe it's like a cleaning closet, you know? And he tries the doorknob and it opens up and goes inside 
It's an empty room. And there's a steel door. And the steel door has a padlock. And he said the way that the room like turned said it like if you think of a like any hotel room you walk in it's a small hallway and immediately on the right or left is in his case he walks in immediately on the right is the bathroom Uh and if you keep walking straight it's the room and that's it right he said the way this hotel staff room was was positioned i mean naturally it goes around his room and he said the steel doors with the padlock stops right at the bedroom area. So he said there is a place on the other side of this mirror of the bedroom, but it's locked. sealed by a yeah, sealed by a gate and padlock. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Gosh. Yeah. So if you look at the picture of the room right there, it has to be like where that right where I'm picturing it in my mind's eye is the one the lamp on the right. That that would be the door. At the hotel staff? Yeah. Yep. Do you want to see the video really quick? At least where he finds. Definitely. I did not get that far. Oh, man. That would be concerning. You walk away. You're like, hey, we're in the clear. That was nothing, guys. Let's go. What the hell is this? (laughs) Let's take a walk here. Into the hallway. So we've established the mirror is on that side of the room there. And what do we have next door? Hotel Uh, staff. So. Oh. I didn't think this would be open. That door is padlocked right there. I don't know if you can see it. I don't know. Instead of answering questions, he just created so many more. Without getting rid of the padlock. Break it, bro. So, if there was a two-way mirror, it's possible that that, um, that that's little possible room there or closet would be a way for you to get behind that mirror. I would have slept naked, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Willie out. Yeah. (laughs) Witness me. (laughs) That's sketch, dude. I'm not going to lie. Until that, I was like, it probably is just a quirky room. Yeah. Maybe even the hotel staff like posted that to Reddit to like build some build their rep a little more yeah yeah yeah. just like some weird marketing that kind of worked but the existence of that staff room is alarming the most convincing parts of this story to me if we're going along with a theory that this room has some type of malintent nefarious nefarious purposes yeah Mm -hmm. um is how the hotel staff initially reacted to the people saying i'm in this room or whatnot and this last part, the gate with the padlock. Yeah, that's pretty sus. And the fact that it's not three, the fact that it's not on their website. Mm. It's like you're literally trying to sell rooms. But not this one. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, what are your theories? What's your wildest theory? 
maybe the creation of snuff. Sorry, this is dark. Yeah. But like watching, you know, someone be murdered or raped or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like high paying, really rich people. It's like a spoiler alert. I don't know if you guys have seen this. I think you have. Hotel. Hostel. No, no. <laughs> but kind of. It came out last year. Oh. Um, it's Thor in it? Yes, he is. It's a. Uh, what? What is it called? Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> um, Bad Times at the El Royale. Oh, yeah. 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 I like that movie. Yeah. All the hotel rooms have two-way mirrors. And it was the whole system to either like perv on people or commit crimes, right? Commit crimes. Yeah. That can totally, that's not without the boundaries of reality. Like that could definitely exist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you think of, and this is me putting things together without any, like I'm grasping at straws here, but it's a high end hotel, uh, businessman, High-end businessmen and politicians Mm -hmm. stay here frequently. And a part of the hotel that's Mm hush-hush. It it seems like it could be an operation, or it was at some point. Yeah, maybe it's retired. You just kept it, yeah. Especially with the... That would kind of make sense with the narrative of like it being people being paid to take it down. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. wanting to keep it Mm hush-hush. So if you want us to take this episode down... (laughs) (laughs) Please... (laughs) Hit us up. $200. Pay us. Yeah. <laughs> Not a penny more or less. Yeah. A jar of coins left on our porch. Subscribe to our Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> Just the $2 at least. Yeah. No, but uh, yeah, maybe at some point it was and maybe it's not anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of, yeah. I do of, think that's pretty likely. Mm-hmm. If anything, I don't think there's anything going on now. Because when he called about the it's room, too hot. they talked about it. Yeah, it's too, yeah, it's too hot right now. They, yeah. If we were running... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they, he inquired about the room, and they were talking to him about it pretty openly. But at the same time, they didn't have a ton of information on it. They were like, I don't even know why we have that room. Like, the owners, I think they like it for the quirkiness. Whereas originally, they were like, oh, that one's Get not supposed to room. be rented. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, who, what kind of an owner of a nice hotel chain, four-star, wants that room? I don't know. Do you believe in that high level of like conspiracy? 100%. Me too. I, I don't do. know what it is inside of me, but I full-heartedly believe that the ultra rich, like it wouldn't be above them to like sacrifice eat children as a group and just be like, this is what we do because we are so not. We're above everything. Yeah. yeah. Bro, Law, even just like God. people who are slightly wealthier than me. And I'm like, damn, you guys live in. Yeah. <laughs> Then you got people that are hella rich. Well, let's not get this them. twisted. Killing kids and eating them is not living, Sean. No, 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 <laughs> no, but I know what you're saying. Like even like millionaires, because millionaires, you're not a billionaire, bro. Like that's no. not the same. Even millionaires probably wild out and do some eyes wide shut type shit. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. That's room 322 of Hotel Zaza. Dude, even that name is not no bueno. I feel like, yeah, even the 90s, it had to have been used for something. Maybe early 2000s. Yeah. Hmm. But since Reddit got a hold of it, it's probably not. Like shut it down, move it to the 7-Eleven across the highway. Yeah. Move it to the pizza joint. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that was a fun story. (laughs) It was fun. I had a lot of fun like looking through. It's always fun having picture evidence. Yeah. We had a YouTuber like go and investigate it and 
boys that could be us on stuff yeah youtubers guys if you have <laughs> yeah we could be youtubers if you have something you want us to investigate that's relatively close <laughs> i'm talking within within the valley minutes. Yeah. <laughs> let us know we'll film it that would be fun though yeah cool is that you that's me that was fun all right shawnee boy i'm up so we're going back to texas no to, way to leave oh, <laughs> you're dumb <laughs> I was like, oh, that's unreal. <laughs> so my story probably started somewhere in the States. I don't know if it was Texas, but I'm going to say it started in Texas just because I don't know where this kid's from. Name is Ryan. And he tells his story of him going and visiting Akigahara. Akigahara. That's in Japan. Yeah. It's a fancy-ass place in Japan. Oh, oh there's another Akigahara. Akigahara. Is it I'm a castle? Probably, probably saying it wrong. Otherwise known as the Sea of Trees or the Suicide Forest. I was going to say, that's the Suicide Forest. Isn't was it? his name Logan Paul? <laughs> <laughs> no, that fool is boxing nowadays. Just kidding. That's his brother. Um, but Embarrassing. <laughs> this kid's name is Ryan. And he's super into the paranormal, like creepy stuff. Hears about the Suicide Forest, if you will. And he's like, I definitely want to go. And he's also into Japanese culture, anime, stuff like that. So he's, he's going to make a trip out of it. So he's a weeaboo. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to throw out, you know, assumptions about his character, but probably. I mean, he's ticking all the boxes. So. <laughs> so he saves up for a little bit and decides to take this trip out to Japan where he's going to go and visit the suicide forest. In preparation for this trip, he does a little Commit bit of suicide. research. <laughs> um, he Sorry, does, start that over in preparation. In preparation for his trip, he... Commits suicide. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, he kills himself before he goes. <laughs> um, he does some research. And actually, I, I did a little bit of research on this as well. And there's a video that Mysterious Universe like posted on Mysterious Universe re- subreddit, like a bunch of different facts about the suicide forest. Ones like um, you'll find ribbons going through the forest and at the end of it, you'll find a body. Oh. Or the surrounding communities will do an annual search through the forest or the close forest and take out bodies and personal like effects and stuff like that. The suicide rate in Japan is incredibly high. Super has been for a while, and actually there is news about it today. It's really sad. Hmm. Um, they pulled the numbers, and more people died from suicide in Japan this year than the whole world with corona. Holy cow, dude. So it's very prevalent there. I mean, if you think about it too, and a lot of places to live there are just really small because they just sleep there, and then they'll go out and work all day and do stuff. But then when corona hit, they're all of a sudden at home, not able to go out. Of course, the anxiety and depression is going to skyrocket. So that makes sense. I think Corona is definitely a factor um, for people being forced to stay at home or social distance. But because this has been like a prevalent thing in Japan for a long time, I think it's also like their work culture. Like if you've never looked into this, like Japan has six day work weeks. They don't have a lot of time off. So there's not like a ton of work life balance. It feels like if you're a big like white collar worker, which is the big, I think, industry in Japan. Mm. It is honorable to fall asleep on the subway. 
because if you fall asleep on the subway, everyone looks at you and assumes he's working so hard that he literally dropped dead asleep on yeah. the subway. But yeah, um, no, suicide definitely super prevalent in Japan even before COVID. I'm sure it affected it. Yeah, no. But even the culture, I think we've talked about it before on here. The people jumping in front of trains were such an issue. And they were like, damn, like, how do we stop this? So they started posting things like, if you jump in front of the train, we will charge your parents. And just that shame of like putting a burner on the parents, like cut them in half, but they probably just went to other ways to kill themselves. But yeah, it's like probably. just shame and dishonor and like such high expectation for everyone. Mm-hmm. Well, and just that alone and the fact that one of the most popular places, popular places in the world to commit suicide is this forest. One of the facts on the fact sheet that was uh, facts you wish you didn't know is most of the people who jump from the Golden Gate Bridge don't die from impact. They die from drowning. They hit the water. Their whole body's broken. They're still alive. They feel everything, and then they drown. Damn. I uh, read an article the other day that was from a Golden Gate person who says he realized he didn't want to commit suicide after he jumped. Mm Mm-hmm. I think and, he did like a documentary or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the it bridge. was kind of uplifting for people who are going through that. Um, but still, super dark subject, super big issue. Yeah. And there's a whole forest for it. And there's a whole forest for it. And like one of the facts too is that authorities have stopped releasing the amount of bodies that they find just because they don't want to make it more like more, more, more popular. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's finding all this stuff out and he's realizing that there's really only three types of people that go and visit the suicide forest. It's right beside Mount Fuji, which is a huge tourist attraction. So one of those types is the touristy people that are going for uh, the views and the photos and the stuff like that. The second type of person is like himself, the paranormal, supernatural type of person that wants to go and see the creepy and macabre. And then the third is very apparent, the person that is going considering committing suicide. Now, he heads over to Japan, and once he gets there, he uh, heads directly to the hotel. He doesn't really speak any Japanese, so he's just going to the hotel. He's going to go to bed super early because he's going to wake up super early and head out on a hike in the Sea of Trees. So he wakes up around 6 a.m. and heads to the forest, and he starts going into the forest on kind of a main trail, And it seems to be pretty well kept as well, almost as if the community around is keeping up the trail to make it less creepy to just passersby because that's how it appears at first. So he heads out on the main trail and then shortly after getting into it, it kind of becomes kind of like Charles Trails at Dimpledell where it spiders out off of the main trail and he can see trails going off this way and that way. He'll see like personal effects here and there as well. He uh, is leaving as well with water. He brought himself a compass just to be prepared. And he knows that the trail he's going on is about 13 miles. So he's planning on going in, coming back out. After hiking for about an hour or so, he gets to this point where he just feels like the forest is getting darker. And people that who have visited Suicide Forest will attest that there's also this feeling inside the forest that's just dark and almost bidding you to commit suicide call of the void call of the void i wonder if that existed before the amount of suicides do you know what i mean i don't know because i would understand 
the amount of suicides they're creating that, but mm-hmm. like, was it there before? It's a good question. I, and I bet a huge part of that is the amount of suicides that has just compounded if there wasn't one before that feeling. So he's heading out into this trails. He gets to this part of the forest that's just darker and feels more dense. And as, as I was saying, these trails kind of spider off of the main trail as well. And some of them are marked with signs in Japanese, which you can't read. But then uh, there's also crude drawings on the signs that say, like, don't kill yourself. Uh, come out and seek help. And for some reason, this just makes it creepier, just seeing all these signs as he's going throughout this on this trail. I'm sure it's one thing to hear about it, to visualize it imagine it but to be in the middle of the forest i'm sure is a whole other thing yeah no and to be there it's got to be surreal because like you hear about it and you don't think about like you don't think about the golden bridge being a huge suicide spot just crossing it i've been there a couple times and it's like this cool thing yeah but then being there and seeing stuff like that has to be a huge difference Mm -hmm. yeah when you go to the golden bridge there's signs everywhere that has like suicide hotlines and phones really Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm So after he's been gone for about an hour plus, he stops for a break. He uh, is getting some water, decides to check his compass. And for some reason, his compass seems to be swirling around like it's not working. And to him, he's like, okay, this is not a problem. I'll just follow the main trail back. And as he thinks about that, he heads back towards where he was and realizes he had just come from a three-way stop, like in the road or uh, in the trail. So he has one, two, three different options to pick from now, and they all kind of look the same. And the forest is so dense and thick now, too, that it all looks the same. And it's funny, too, because as I was reading this story, I went on a hike yesterday, and there was two spots on the hike where it went in a fork. And as I got to each of those forks, I was like, okay, when I come back, I'm going to make sure I take this spot. And then when I came back... I realized I did not take that spot, but that trail still came around to the same spot. Like it forked and came around to the same trail at a different spot. Hmm. So to me, I'm thinking, well, someone who also really likes to hike, it's easy to miss every once in a while. Uh Even with you, who's like impeccable sense of direction. Yeah. It can happen. It can happen. Definitely. So... He realizes he's at this three-way fork in the road, and he kind of starts to panic a little bit. But also in the back of his mind, he's come a long way to come visit this forest. So he's not fully committed to going back yet either. He's thinking still about potentially moving forward with the trail. So he then decides he's going to look up to see, it's still early in the day, see if he can see the sun poking through the trees and kind of get an idea of which direction he's going. When he looks up, the forest is so thick, he can only see a little bit of light slipping through the canopy, and then he sees it. There, hanging in the tree, oh, gosh. is the body of what looks like a little girl. And I'm sorry, trigger warning, skip this story if you're not trying to listen to stuff like this. The girl is missing her legs at her knees. And it looks like her eyes have been gouged out as well. And her head is just kind of laying there limp, hanging from a noose that's hanging up high in the trees. So instantly after he sees it, he jumps back. Like he's so startled, he jumps back and trips on a root and like kind of hurts his wrists as he falls backwards. 
as he's laying on the ground, he hears the sound of a little girl say, Hoshi. Hoshi. And he doesn't speak Japanese. So right now he's like, oh. just more panic. His heart rate starts to go up and he's starting to freak out. And then he hears the sounds of a little girl, like she's playing in the forest, like she's giggling in the process. And that's coming from behind him in the forest. I don't know what's scarier, the body or that. No. Oh, shit is right. (laughs) Oh, shit. You're laughing right now? (laughs) Dishonor. I'm sorry. I debated if I should say that or not. <laughs> I'm glad you did. Okay, back to the whore. Back to the whore. Oh, sheep. So as he hears the giggling coming from behind him in the forest, he turns around and there's no one there. Then he starts to turn around to look back towards the body hanging in the trees. And he hears a little girl say, and this is what he said, she said, we are the do, do, do you help me, sir? Please, sir, for I want to down, down me or you. He looks back up at the body and the girl's head is no longer limp, but staring straight. Hell no. And he stands up and he starts backing away from the body, just kind of like rubbing his eyes to make sure he's actually seeing what he thinks he's seeing right now. And he heard it again. We are the, do, do, do you help me, sir? Please, sir, for I want to down, down me or you, but this time much closer. His heart pumping and afraid to open his eyes, he finally did, and the girl is now a few feet away from him. On the ground? On the ground. Bitch, get back in that tree. <laughs> With her little nubs? <laughs> she got no legs. On her knees with a rope still around her neck, trailing behind her. She's slowly coming towards him, saying the same thing over and over, reaching out a hand towards him. And then at this point, he asks in his story, what the hell would you do if this happened to you? Kill myself (laughs) in the suicide force. (laughs) Be like, how many fingers am I holding up? Bye. Peace sign. (laughs) So at this moment, he said it occurred to him that this girl is probably six or seven years old. And That's what he's thinking about? <laughs> the, like her age? She's so young. Well, profile. it is weird. Like he starts, like he starts connecting these dots in his mind. She's six or seven years old, Max. The rope was hung from super high in the tree. So he's, quick maths, six or seven-year-old girl is not doing this on her own. Mm-hmm. And that much is apparent. So as he's thinking this and as she's coming closer to him, he decides against what would be my better judgment. I would not do this. He reaches his hand out. And as she touches his hand, he said everything went dark. And after just a few seconds of everything being dark, he snaps back with what feels like stinging to his face. And then again, like he had just been slapped, stinging to his face. And he opens his eyes and he sees from his point of view, like he's sitting in the corner of a basement with his hands tied behind his back. 
And he looks out at his feet and they're not his. He sees like little children's feet as if he's now witnessing what this girl saw. Hmm. And then he looks up and he sees a man coming towards her with a sinister smile on his face, carrying a knife in one hand. Not a samurai sword. <laughs> They're called katanas. Yeah, he left his katana, bro. <laughs> so the man comes forward and grabs him by the neck until he can't breathe anymore. He says he slowly goes through this process of choking and then wakes up. And he's lying there on the trail where he was before. He looks up into the tree and the girl's gone. But the rope is still hanging there. Mm, this is some Game of Thrones shit. <laughs> Episode one, season one. Incest? No, it opens up like beyond the wall. Oh, it's the oh very yeah. first scene. Yeah. And they see the mutilated bodies. And the kid hanging. And they look back and they're not there. And the, the girl's behind him with the blue eyes. I'm sorry. There's more. <laughs> so in front of him, he sees another rope on the ground leading out into the forest. And so he decides he's going to follow the rope. He ties it to the tree right there on the trail and follows the rope. And as he gets further into the thick forest, he sees more bodies hanging from trees. Ugh. He says some look like they had just been hung up, like they were just sleeping. And some of them looked like they had been there for a long time. And as he follows this rope, he eventually gets to this opening in the forest. And across the opening in the forest, he sees a man standing there, hoisting a bag up into the trees. And he looks closer at the bag and realizes there's a hand hanging out of this bag, that this man is the man he had just seen in his quote-unquote vision that he had just had. So at this point, he dips. He leaves so fast, goes back to the trail, and admittedly, he said it took him a long time to get back to the main road from this trail because he still felt like he was lost. Uh Once he gets back, he said he anonymously tried to call authorities and say there was someone in the forest, like hanging up children. And all the bodies he saw were children as well. Dude, that's a terrifying theory I've never thought of. And a perfect MO if you're like a serial killer. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, just take your victims to the suicide forest. For real. That's the end of his story. What? Except they're mutilated. That's true. And Some they're children. Them. So it's like, how How can the children? Okay, maybe I'm dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I don't think things through. <laughs> Bro, I love how serious and creepy this was. Until she started chasing him, and we just flipped the script, and we're like, "Nah, dude, (laughs) get the back in that tree." (laughs) I'd be so pissed. You're not supposed to be there. It's like, no, this is too scary, (laughs) ma'am. You need to get stop. Hold up. Uh, I don't know what's scary her scarier her uh, being dead in the tree and chasing him or her broken ass English. <laughs> dude, the broken ass English was pretty scary, dude. What is she trying to say? I didn't get it. So he we said are he, dur, dur. he actually did look up Hoshi, which <laughs> he said was help. Uh, mm. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. What does dur dur mean? Oh, uh, I don't know. It sounded, the way he typed it out, it looked like, what am I thinking of? Stuttering. Nah. It, it looked like she was stuttering for a minute and trying to, in her broken English, ask him to help her down or something. You could argue it's not 
Okay, because they already are trying to minimize the story of the suicide forest. Yeah. So if they were to find anomalous or odd dead bodies, they might not say anything. Broadcast that. They'd probably open a file at least, but I do know, like in a lot of instances, if it's like an unopened or an unsolved case, they won't release all the details because they'll just release just enough to like. Well, and if there's no press, they wouldn't probably even release "We Found a Body." You said even they stopped reporting how many. Yeah, no, they stopped reporting the the amount. It's similar to like national parks in America, where it's like you can't readily access that information of how many people disappear. Mm -hmm. Mm. I can't remember where. I can't remember when. It might have been a Reddit post. I, I think I had a buddy who was in like a criminal psychology class or something. But basically the the thought was if you want to get away with murder, murder someone in a national park because jurisdictions are so crazy. Like there's, you know what I mean? Like the level and the coverage for it. Well, and there's that one place up in Idaho, right? Outside oh, yeah. of Yellowstone where you could get away with murder. Oh my god! If you got caught. It's because it's like yellowstone national mm -hmm. park in wyoming but part of it is in idaho so this little sliver in idaho you could request a jury trial and there's like not enough people to fit no the jury. one that lives in that area oh my gosh it's like raccoons and mm. deer yeah i mean either way that story is super creepy i personally question some of that <laughs> it's fun <laughs> dude it's the first half is sarah mclaughlin <laughs> Just like sad. Bro, I was like, then it's like, we better do like a PSA at the end of this. Yeah. Then it's like, I wonder if you know, <laughs> like just Tokyo trip. But then like, I want to kill myself. Absurd. After. <laughs> yeah, it definitely goes zero to 100 real quick. Hey, good, and that's good Fast and Furious of, reference. Keep going. What I question. <laughs> Could you imagine though, what if this shit happened and this dude is sitting there and be like, you guys like this happened <laughs> and the other thing too, no way. the other thing too that i i could con like conceivably believe is embellishing like that story could have been embellished like maybe i, mean, I, I think i've done that once or twice in my life i've never heard of an embellished story <laughs> no. before but yeah <laughs> um a like suicide is a real problem like get help if you're thinking about that for real second pedophilia is also a real problem <laughs> I'm sorry, but it really is. Yeah, yeah. And no one talks about it. True story. That's my two cents. Hmm. It's not without, uh, it's not outside the bounds of or of possibility that that could happen. The whole sharing of vision is hard for me to believe. I mean, that sounds pretty legitimate as long as he was on mushrooms, maybe. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, we've, we've seen that movie before, <laughs> you know, like sharing the vision of death or something. Yeah. yeah. Find my killer, you know? Mm, yeah. But huh. wild, dude. I have no desire going there. I have uh, the suicide force? Yeah. yeah, me neither. Way, I know Sean has said he would go. I would go. I would, like, I'm not afraid of it. It's just like, I don't know. I'm dude, a little afraid. I just, there's way more things to see in Japan than the suicide <laughs> oh, force. That's true. It's I like, would definitely go to Mount Fuji, though. Yeah, and suicide yeah. force is right next door. So it would be like, oh, mine as well. Yeah, I would not spend a few hours of my day like walking through. Yeah. I don't want to see anything. I don't want to see a dead body. Yeah. 100%. I don't, don't want to see a dead body. I want to eat sushi. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see, see a dead, dead fish, fish <laughs> bro. On some rice and seaweed. <laughs> Bitch in my mouth. <laughs> I want to see a dead tuna. <laughs> I want to see chopped sticks, not chopped dicks. <laughs> Ghetto.
Take that out, please. Low hanging fruit. <laughs> Strange fruit. Um, Probably had a fever, dude. <laughs> I don't know if I'm leaving that part in. <laughs> okay. Um, We're spiraling. Um, is that you? That's me tonight, guys. <laughs> guys, this has been fun. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy holidays. Um, it's a good time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Dude, I love it. It's my favorite time of the year, dude. For real? Yeah. Awesome. I enjoy it. It's fun. Yeah. I agree. A season where we can all go in on love. <laughs> Except for people who like fruitcake. Oh, fruitcake sucks. Get that shit out of here, dog. My dick, fruitcake. <laughs> <laughs> you fruitcake. <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> the, that's the episode. <laughs> we take one week off and we are struggling. That's a wrap, guys. It's been fun. It's been spooky. It's what we're here for. It's what we're trying to do. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening in. Send in your stories. Send in your stories. When you're with family this season, ask your family for scary stories. Uh, but, and you don't have to say, because when you say, like, what's your scariest story? People will be like, I don't know, because they think ghosts. Mm. People be like, what's the craziest thing that happened? Is there yeah. any family mysteries? Like, You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. Get creative, yo. Sure. That's it. That's it. That's it. We love you guys. Um, Trust your gut and watch your back. Bye. Love you. Be safe. Be careful out there. Merry Christmas. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of 3AM. If you want to support us, visit our Patreon where patrons have access to exclusive content. If you're not able to support us monetarily, don't worry. This episode is on us. You can still rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to us on. It really does go a long way. You can also follow us on social media. Our handle everywhere, including Patreon, is the 3AM pod. Finally, do you have any scary stories? If so, submit them to our website, the3ampodcast.com. We love any audio or visual aids that can help bring your stories to life. So file uploads are welcome with your written submissions. We're anxious and excited to hear from you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Something is creeping. Don't follow it down. Let me introduce you to Barry Clue, an authorised financial advisor from New Zealand and a very special kind of stain on humanity. He was a very uh, knowledgeable young guy. He was a registered financial advisor. Type of guy that was bending over backwards to help you. Now you could be forgiven for thinking that Barry sounds like a great guy. 
And you'd be right. Well, right up until the point when you're wrong. That was all fictitious. She stole from my son who has a disability. Chris never knew. He died believing that we're all taken care of. A psychopath is somebody who lacks empathy, acts impulsively. I think there's a strong case that Barry might be all of those things, actually. To find out how Barry Clue stole over $15 million from 81 victims, subscribe to Clueless, the long con. That's Clueless, spelt K-L-O-O-G-H-L-E-S-S.